Welcome to episode five of the Insider's Guide to E-Commerce with me, Tim Pritchard, the uh, podcasting stalwart, Mark Ballett, hey. to my right, uh, and a new face, Justin, to my left. Hi there. Uh, Justin has just joined Celdec. We realise that we obviously are the e-commerce experts, but none of us have actually run e-commerce stores, so uh, we rectified that by getting Justin in, who has a huge history in being an e-commerce product manager, is that right? That's correct, I've been doing it for 10 years now. 10 years, excellent. So you must have seen everything there is to see for running an e-commerce store. I believe so, yeah, from the site going down through to uh, products being put on with zero price. Nice. And lots of orders of that, and having to rectify that kind of problem. Okay, so what I thought we'd do today is just to just discuss e-commerce generally, what makes a good store, uh, things like that that you've seen, problems you've seen, how you've dealt with it, uh, and hopefully people can get something from that. Uh, and then you'll be, you know, uh, an e-commerce product manager for us. So if anyone wants to contact us to use your services, then they can do. As always, anyone's got any questions? Podcast at uk uh, or follow us on Facebook or Twitter. So, Justin, most important, a nice, fast, responsive website. Absolutely, most important. Agreed. Nowadays, more and more people, if not almost everyone, has access to a mobile phone or a tablet or a laptop when they're buying online, especially if they're buying from home or on the go. Yeah. And so a website that's mobile friendly is very, very important. I think that's how people buy nowadays, isn't it? I mean, me and my partner sat on the sofa the other day and we said we needed a cat collar. Uh, and by the end of the sentence that she was saying we need to buy a cat collar, yeah. I just sort of looked up and went, I've bought one, it's fun, it's done. Yeah, I, Because I think it's there, isn't it? It's in your hands. It's yeah, I think most younger people, I'm a bit older than everybody else here, so uh, I, I tend to like to sit in front of my terminal, but uh, that's just me. Yeah, people shop in the way they, they like to shop, but I bet you've browsed on your mobile. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. And uh, as we know, our conference last year, Ruth was talking about how people, I forgot what the terminology she used, but how people sort of touch, touch, your site so many different times before they buy. Exactly. Know, lots of little tiny touches and then something persuades them to choose you. And certainly they ain't even going to touch you unless they can get to the site fairly quickly. The thing I'm always confused about, because I'm not really a great technocrat, is what's slowing it down. You know? yeah. Is it the site? Is it my Wi-Fi? Yeah. You know, and because my Wi-Fi seems to go, you know, come and go all the time. You live in the country. I do live in the country. I do. I do. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Bit of both. I think uh, I, I spoke to a Sorry, not I think. I spoke to someone a few years back who said, oh, my customers don't use mobile. They won't be shopping on iPads and etc. And they sold um, fresh fish online mm. or frozen fish online. Mm. be a bit smelly if it was fresh. Uh, and I said, I bet they are yeah. because your customers are people like me. and Tech-savvy people. At the time, they did nothing about it. A few years later, they've, they've upgraded and they've got a nice responsive website. A bit, a bit of an aside, a bit of an aside. But there's a fish merchant in Cornwall yeah. who will deliver a fresh lobster to your door the next day. He could have alive. Alive. Comes oh. in a polystyrene thing full of ice. And it's still alive when it gets there. So how anyway, much is it? It is a bit of an aside. Well it's an aside, but there's also um, chicken delivery as well. Oh yeah, no, if I know. you if you want chickens for your garden. Live chicken delivery. Yeah, no, this, my brother so did that. My brother did that. He said he wanted twelve chickens. He got twelve like day day uh, you know, day old chicks delivered. 
Okay, yeah. I'm going to set up uh, a task now <laughs> for the next podcast to discuss the next podcast. What's the weirdest thing, the weirdest thing you can get. within <laughs> the, the respect of uh, good society yeah. uh, that someone can find that's for sale online? The thing is, you know, like it was just just responsiveness. We last time we had a podcast, you know, we were talking about hosting, you know, yeah, and how people just think of hosting as hosting. Well, it's not. There's every variety of hosting, and you, some of it's going to be a lot faster mm. than others, um, and that's why we're so adamant, really, about with new cloud customers, they go with our hosting because yeah. we make sure it works properly, it works quickly, and it's part of the package because mm. uh, it's particularly the uninitiated. It's so easy to think hosting is just one thing when it's not. It's hugely important. And I hear a lot as well, like, oh, you know, my host's never gone down and I don't pay much for it. Those ones do go down eventually, and it could be major. Well, we, we, we tend to get people coming to us when it goes down. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they come to us when they, eventually it goes down, as it would at some stage. There's a reason we have an emergency hosting, mm. and there's a reason why quite a lot of people get put onto that, mm. because they've been let down by their host. Okay, so speed, uh, responsiveness, responsiveness, yeah. and good speed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially as you maybe get people using phones on public transport. You Absolutely. want to not just a nice fast site, but you want potentially a nice fast checkout. Yeah. So I the other day was on I was on the London Underground, and you only get Wi-Fi in the stations, and I was clicking through as quickly as I could <laughs> to get the page to load so that I knew that when I was in the next station I could buy it. Right. I thought some Amazon. trains had. A Virgin Wi-Fi. No, I don't know. We'll have to find out. Maybe yeah. someone can tell us. Well, I know in Barcelona they have the thing called they have the things called leaky cables. So if you want to have Wi-Fi in a tunnel, you just have a leaky cable going through the tunnel. That's you amazing. can get it. So like all the new all the new underground systems around the world, you know, Hong Kong and they all have it. I mean, we have a very old system. But I'm not in any way criticizing it. I think our transport system, let's put this card down, is wonderful. It's yeah. funny though, that's our society, isn't it? We we can't even go on the train underground anymore. I, I defy anybody to the internet. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, for we're sure. so connected. We can't go. The other, the other thing about responsiveness is how busy you are. The, the more successful business, is a lot, you know, a lot of people trying to do transactions. I mean, one, uh, one of our customers on Black Friday last year, they had eight hundred uh, concurrent transactions going on their site. Wow, it's quite something. It's quite something to act. It's but the, I have to say, they have invested a lot of money, uh, and we've helped them build a very resilient and very capable site. And uh, it, uh, it takes something to do that. Really. 800 transactions at one go. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's it? not bad, is it? I wouldn't mind owning that business. <laughs> Who hosts them? Well, yeah. Celadec. There do. we go. There you go. There we go. So, we've talked about speed, but we've also talked about things that slow things down. Well, loading too many uh, items onto the product page or the category page at one time, that can be something that slows it down. But yep. of course, we're buying online, so oftentimes we can't touch and feel the product, mm. which we want to do. We want to get an idea of what the product is. So, as many images as possible. And that, I mean, we, we uh, my wife was trying to buy a sign. Today, my wife's just starting a bed and breakfast. Today is the first day we have guests, but she wanted, oh, really? to, she wanted to buy a sign, right? <laughs> and we've got a little logo for this called Buell Rookery. If anybody's interested, .co.uk. Hang on a minute, but how she, much are you paying me for that in my podcast? But she, um, <laughs> she looked, and actually trying to see what the sign's going to be like when you're buying it on is actually quite hard. Yeah. And in the end, she had a conversation, rang the guy, and in the end, so quite a long transaction for him really, 
he sent a few photographs of what the end product could be. Because it, it, he did obviously haven't made it easy enough on the product page to see exactly what it would be like. Yeah. So. But then again, everything's unique in that kind of thing, isn't it? You're having yeah. a bespoke sign made. Maybe you've chosen a standard template, you know, the same font. I think what you wanted to see is exactly what the letters would look yeah. like, and it was that wasn't clear enough. Yeah. Was it going to be like incised and coloured, or you know? So. You see, no, I think uh, images. I, I've always been an advocate of a lot of images for that mm. very reason. Yeah. When you go into a shop, you pick something up, you feel it, you touch it, etc. Yeah. Uh, and I think images, and that f comes down to features and. Uh, the site that you were talking about earlier, hosted by Sell, that had 800 transactions. I got sent a demo the other day of uh, live 360 videos, so you can sort of um, see completely around something and yeah. you can get a real feel for it. Amazing. Which loads quickly and they're really great to do. Um, mm -hmm. Things like that. We had one a few years ago who um, does engravings and they wanted to be able to see someone type something in. And it appear on the thing as if it would look. Yeah. Stuff like that mm. makes the difference because you can visualise your product. Mm. Like the other day, I was applying for a bank account. Uh, I went through the process. It took me about fifteen minutes filling an application, and I just want a new bank account to pay bills in my new yeah. house. And and then it failed on just one bit on the website. So I tweeted them and I said, "I've just wasted fifteen minutes." And they're like, "Well, if you phone up and we can," t and I was like, "No, you're done. Your website doesn't work. Mm. You're done." No. I went to another one, uh, and as you type in your name, it appears on the card on the screen, and it all fills in the details. And it was almost, it was quite fun to join the bank. So just thinking you're quite bad picture, so pictures are great, but there is a tendency amongst people to think that a good website is one that looks nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So the picture is just looking nice, and I think to your point in a previous conversation we had today. Well, it's got to be productized. It's yeah. got to be that kind of product yeah. ethos there. You're selling products, not just not just showing pretty pictures. And it's very easy to persuade people it's a good site just by having nice and lots of lots of pictures. They've got to be there for a purpose. They have. Yeah. I mean, equally, I was on a looking at a very very pretty site yesterday, but uh, it was an e-commerce site. But I wouldn't have known it was e-commerce. It looked too much like a brochure. Yeah. And for the items that it was selling, yeah, a, a good mix of items. But I think it would have been better if it had looked much more e-commercey. Yeah, I think there's a, a bit of a format that people know. It's tried and trusted. There is the same as it, social media. If you go onto Facebook and you go to Twitter, there is now a very same same feel. There's a header at the top. There's a navigation on the left, and you get your content in the in the main part. And then on the right hand side, you have potentially adverts or other things you might like. And I think for e-commerce, it's exactly the same thing. If you confuse the uh, if you confuse the proposition. Your we're, we're very basic as humans, and when anything is not quite what we expect, it freaks us out. You know, there's a reason why music's very formulaic. You have an intro, you have a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, ending. Key change. Uh, possibly, if you're a good musician, then you throw in a massive key change at the end, and maybe some sort of repeating chorus. Um, newspapers, they're all laid out the same mm. way. You know what you're getting. Shops, you get in and there's the veg there because it's normal. Uh, we like normal things. And when someone does something a bit different, there might be a few into it, but it has to be the same. Tried and tested, and the big players in the e-commerce market might try something new and it sticks and that's what you need to be. If you're not keeping up with that, yeah. your, your product page will fall behind. The other day I was reading an article uh, with, some, with some screenshots of people who've been receiving uh, testing for Google, for the Google search right. results. 
uh, everyone will know that Google search results are blue. It's blue text. Mm -hmm. But these new results had the text in black. How confusing is that? You now don't automatically know what's the link. Uh. And again, you, it's been like that forever. So Maybe simple. it's not the best way, but it it's what people expect. Off. Yeah, so simple, but it will throw someone off. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, very. So there's a formula to there a is. good so. Whatever you're selling, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of best practice, isn't it, in a way? Yeah. A best mm. practice develops in any of it, like an art. Yes. In any, uh, almost anything, actually, but certainly when it comes to selling things. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and a thing that well, just is a matter of interest, you know, one of the things you, you, know, you talk about pictures, one of the things that's lacking in transaction when you're online is, I don't see you, right? I don't have a, a physical mm. interface, and people are very influential normally in transactions. Yes. So, you know, and some sites now have videos and things, and you see people, what do you think about that? What do you think about videos? Have you got a place in the new developing e-commerce sort of? I think it approach? certainly has. I think it depends what the content of the video is. Um, I buy quite a lot of things from Amazon, which is very, very bad considering what we do. But it's because I find that it's one of the easiest ways to find what I need. Yeah. And oftentimes they will have multiple images and then they'll have some videos at the end. Mm -hmm. And the videos often are ones that the manufacturer have supplied. Yeah. Mm. So there is nothing unique in that content at all. I can find that anywhere. See, I think the one thing which you just said, I mean, I buy a lot of things from Amazon as well. And we were, we were a previous podcast, we talked about that. We have. Why? You know? It's because they're the masters of sales completion. Right? Sales, to, the completion of the sale is effortless. Yes. Normally, because you've got, they've got all the records, which address, you know, it's all, it's all kind of set up. You push a button, it's done, you know. I wish they'd just trying to sell me, stop me selling me bloody Prime all the time. <laughs> well, I'm we, sick to death of we, that. We've discussed Prime I know, in, I in length. Bad, and okay. I, I accidentally signed up for it, I don't know how. But, but I love Prime, and I order all off Prime all the time. Like yeah. with the cat collar, we need a cat collar. Not only was it ordered there and then, it was on the cat. Probably I saw the magazine on sixteen hours later. I saw the magazine on your on your uh, on desk today, and Jeff Bezos is on the front. He's, he's only worth seventy nine point eight billion dollars now. Seventy nine. What are you going to do with seventy nine point eight billion dollars? That's ridiculous. Crazy, crazy. Um, hey, so that's that's kind of your top three. Yeah. Anything what else, else have we got? Well, hiding delivery. Hiding delivery. Hiding your delivery. You think it's a terrible thing. You go onto a website. Sorry, you're saying don't hide your delivery. I mean, the delivery cost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Delivery I, cost. I, I thought you were saying top tip is hide cost. your delivery. I was no, like, no, what? No. Hang on a minute, we're going to no, argue. No, no, no. <laughs> Hiding delivery is the yeah. worst thing, in my opinion. Absolutely. You go onto a product, you find out the product's $5.99, you work out, you get through to the checkout page, it's, it's still there, and then you get to the summary page and it tells you that it's $5.99 and it's $5.99 for the delivery. So when, when should you when when should where should delivery appear in the process? When I create sites, I always try and have a delivery option in the header. I always try and make it clear. Right. I also try and have it next to the maybe next to the add to cart button or next to the price button, mm -hmm. as well as having a link in the footer. So in the header and the footer and in the content of the page, I think then people have a choice to have a look. Um, that's very transparent. It is, but, trying but, to be transparent about it. Well, that's good, and you're, you're a good guy, obviously, right? But, <laughs> well, no, it's because I want the sale. <laughs> and, well, that's interesting, because what I don't like about a lot of modern retail marketing is it, it is confusing. You go into Waitrose, and it says, you know, chicken, £2.99. You say, oh, that's good, you pick it up. And then you see it's a massive sticker, 2.99 per, per kilogram. Kilo. Yes. Yeah. Right? And that's misleading. It's deliberately misleading. And I don't like things which are deliberately misleading. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you, but... 
There's a hell of a lot of people out there, you yeah. know, that do have it. You, have you ever abandoned the cart because of delivery prices? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, me too. But I think, I think uh, there's a... There's something else about delivery, though. It's, it's you, you potentially feel that you have to go into the checkout to actually get your delivery price. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. But actually, sometimes on the product page, you could have a you could have a, a box that does actually tell you nice and clear. It's not just a link. Actually, having delivery uh, a delivery table on the page to give you a bit of an indication. One of those really hard things as a retailer is that you'll often get a really good price from one particular delivery supplier, whether that's Royal Mail or mm. DPD or DHL. And they'll give you a really, really stonkingly good price for most of the UK, mm. but not if you live in the Highlands, mm. maybe not if you live in Cornwall, mm. not if you live on the Isle of Wight. Mm. And that can be very, very confusing as a customer because it will probably say free delivery. Mm. There might be an asterisk if you're lucky. So it, some, some companies are really good. If, you're, if I'm buying a small item and it's going by a Royal Mail, or parcel force even because they are they have the same kind of tariffs yeah. and usually you don't have to pay extra. I think but some of these companies you have to pay just on a small item, just on a two or three kilo item. There's a surcharge for the retailer of twelve or fifteen quid. I'm ruined in the fact that I really hate paying for postage nowadays. Yes. Because I because I use Amazon Prime <laughs> and I forget I forget the fact that I pay like seventy nine quid a year or whatever. Having said that, I pay more than that a year for Netflix, and you watch Netflix, and I also watch Amazon Prime Video, so I don't mm -hmm. mind paying that £79 a year. But I, if I go on a site and I add a few things to cart, and then it's another five quid or ten quid, it annoys me. Yeah. I was buying some stuff for the garden the other day off Wilco, and it was like about 25 quid's worth of stuff, and it was about four quid delivered. Bear in mind, it was like fairly chunky like fence posts. So four quid's not actually that bad. I chose to uh, get it sent to the store to go and pick it up, and then I thought, what am I doing? It's like the store's like 15 the miles away. Yeah. That's a 30 mile drive, that's yeah, my yeah. time, that's not worth four quid. I but I did it, and I was like, <laughs> I, I'm kind of addicted to reading, so I buy a lot of books. And it does behead him when you buy a book for 5p. I, yeah. I don't even understand the psychology of it, that why they would price it at 5p and then they charge you four pounds for delivery or whatever it is, you know. And, 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 and well, it's, it's, it just charge me more for the book. I yeah. feel happier somehow. Yeah. But it's, it's all to do with the online marketing, isn't it? I've, yeah. uh, I've got a, a very good friend um, who has a music site, and they are in quite a, a good position where they, the CDs, and they're not ones that they're making themselves, these are proper CDs from proper mm -hmm. artists, mm -hmm. but they're able to offer two options, one with a, a jewel case, with a normal CD case, or one in just a plastic sleeve. And of course, that makes a huge difference to the price of, of shipping. Um, <laughs> And uh, they advertise it without the hard case because it, they can do it cheaper. Mm. If you want the hard case, you have to pay okay, ATP right. more. The question mm. on everyone's lips now is, what's a CD? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I remember. I'm that's old enough to remember the first time they played a CD. I used to listen every Sunday night to Radio 1. And the first time they ever played a CD on radio. Okay, so uh, before we move on from delivery, I would add... Make sure delivery is good as well. Yeah. Make sure you're using the right courier. And make it exciting. Part of the thing I love about buying online is when the postman comes and you open your box or you get home from work and your box is waiting there for you, normally with a neighbour, yeah. and then you open the box and it's like the, the yeah. unboxing thing is quite exciting. Like Christmas. Yeah, it is like Christmas. And Christmas if, every day though. But if, if it's boring or if it's broken or if it's whatever, 
But if you open it and it's like nicely packaged, just maybe a bit of shredded paper or some sweets, you're so much happier. And I would yeah. say, so I mean, I, I emphasize, I mean, one of the interesting things, of, you know, it's the difference between a sort of a bricks retail experience and an online retail experience is one, there's no people, or there's not so much, you know, personal contact, but two, you've got this delivery thing, right? Mm. So you might be brilliant, but if you if you choose a delivery option which is mm. rubbish, mm. your customer's going to perceive you as being rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, so having the, by, by the nature of it, you have to subcontract it to somebody, and uh, you, need to, you need to make the right choice. Okay, so quick recap. We've got a fast and responsive site. Yeah. We've got... Uh, Lots of pictures. Lots of pictures and good features and for the site. And potentially video as well. And video, yeah. So rich content. Yeah. Uh, and we've got uh, good delivery options and, and a don't good hide, don't hide the and a good delivery process. Mm -hmm. What else we've got, Justin? We've got lots of things, but we'll go back to the content. Having okay. unique content, having accurate content, Absolutely. having content that explains what the item is. Yeah. I'll give a really good example. I've just uh, booked a holiday. Uh, I'm going to Vegas. It's all right for some, isn't it? It is all right for some. And I particularly chose the website that I was using because they offered paying a deposit and paying the rest later. What a oh, great yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. So I went on there. They give me lots of options for flights. And I chose the option for a flight with a, a carrier that I like to travel with. Okay. So I ordered it all online. Which is? Which is Delta. Delta? Delta. Out the blue. I wasn't expecting that. No, I know. Go but for it. I like Delta. Yeah, why not? And that was a that was a big decision in, in the process was going to Delta. And uh, the next day I get a phone call I'm from loyalty. the company. Look at that. Yeah, it, is, it really is. <laughs> and I get a phone call the next day from the company saying, uh, just checking that you're happy that you're flying with Virgin Atlantic. Oh. Well I had a I've only been on Virgin Atlantic once. Yeah. And I had a really bad experience. What happened? Well, I'm, I'm six foot you. four, okay, yeah. and there was absolutely no room, absolutely no room. <laughs> See, I don't um, have that. They didn't. They, they brought drinks round three times in a nine-hour flight, whereas Delta, they bring you a drink every hour, whether that's a, a bottle of water on the on the hour and on the off hour, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, or you can have an alcoholic drink or whatever you want. So we're being fair to Virgin here because then we'll start slagging mm -hmm. off brands. Uh, when I flew to New York with Virgin, uh, I was going with my old band. And before we took off, the uh, air stewardess, stewardess, steward, whatever, uh, came round and just said, if I just show you where the fridge is, do you guys just want to help yourselves? Look at that. Because before we'd taken off, I think we were on sort of two or three cans of little cans of Heineken each. Uh, other funny. brands are available. It's funny, the strangest experience I had. I <laughs> she was, just said, help yourself. <laughs> I, had, we I, had, I had the opposite experience. In, um, I was flying from um, um, Wellington to Canberra, right, from New Zealand to Australia on Qantas. And you just thought they were quite laid back, right? Mm. And, you know, in British Airways, I don't know if you've been in British Airways, but they, yeah. like, they'll give you a gin and tonic. Right? Then, then do you want a bottle of wine for your meal? So he came around for a drink. I said, come with gin and tonic and a bottle of wine. He said, sir, you know, we don't, you know, we don't encourage over drinking. He gave me this lecture. He made me feel awful because he said he wouldn't give me either. <laughs> From an Aussie? Yeah. I thought, that's a good one. Maybe if I'd asked for Foster's, I think, right, was that too much of a, a cultural stereotype for our broadcast? I, don't know. I will say, uh, I don't encourage a lot of drinking on a plane. So. It's not meant to be good for you. <laughs> no, no. And we were very polite throughout. We, we never got drunk. Mm. Um, always respect your air staff. Mm. Yeah. All right, what else Absolutely. we got? So 
We talked about content and making sure it's right, making sure it's unique. Yeah. Talking with authority. Yeah. I hate going to a site and they just list the products. It's just a listing. Mm -hmm. If I wanted just a listing, I'd go to Amazon. Yeah. But I, I want a product and I want to know what it does. So just because they're selling a small widget, be clear about what it is, have a good product title, have a good product description, give me the specifications. I shouldn't have to try, I shouldn't have to contact you because I'm not going to, because mm. I do this online, so I'm not going to be contacting mm. you, but I shouldn't have to contact you to find out what the width or the depth or the weight is if it's important for that product. Everything should be this. We have, we have a client actually who's got huge experience in what they do and recognized, he actually had FIFO as well, right? So, and, he, and he was using his experience under FIFO feedback to say, well, we, we've chosen this particular thing because, hey, it's the best because, and he explained why he'd chosen it. Yeah. It was very credible. And so he had a, he had a, a, a reduced uh, product set, but they were all endorsed. They all had, you know, a great deal of endorsement. Yeah. But a lot of sites, it was just a list of stuff. You, know, you put yeah. a lot of stuff on, the, the people putting on don't know much about it. They certainly couldn't say why you should buy A from B. Mm. Um, so I, I might, as a consumer, I think less is more often. Less with, with an authoritative you know, uh, statement about why. But you need to know what you're buying. And if you've got any questions about it, you're going to mm. ask, you're going to want to find the answer to those questions. Mm. And I, I've spoken to retailers and they go, well, if someone's got a question, they can pick up the phone. Get out of town. No mm. one's doing that. And Especially often, if it's in the middle of the day. Yeah, you're doing well, it at your or desk. Or at 10.30 in the evening. Yeah. I don't want to... I don't want to talk to someone, I want to, that's why I'm buying online. If I want to talk to someone, I'll go to the shop. Mm -hmm. But I, I always, uh, when we do our um, live presentations, mm -hmm. I always hold up my laser pointer and I say, if I, because it's just a laser pointer, it's like mm -hmm. 9.99 or whatever, it's often just listed with maybe a product code or whatever. Yeah. Presentation laser pointer. I want to know if that's compatible with my Mac. I want mm -hmm. to know if that's blah, blah, blah. I want to know the battery life, etc. Yeah. Maybe the size. If I can't find the information there, I'll go find it somewhere else. And whoever gives me that information, I'm not going to go back to retailer one. No. I'm just going to buy there and then, you know, so you have right. to answer. And I looked questions. for a laser pointer once for a very specific purpose. Where I live, you know, the, the night sky is really black. And I've seen people with them where you just go outside at night. And it's like you're pointing at the star. Yeah. If you get the right one. Yeah. So there is one. They're powerful. Which is, it's a certain color laser. It's a certain... I don't know how powerful it is, but it's... And I went, I thought, right, somebody must say, here's one for pointing at the stars, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Are they illegal? I was going to say, just a reminder uh, that lasers can be very dangerous. Yeah, yeah no, I, th I think they're this above, a certain, power, above <laughs> a certain power, I think they are. But, I think but people, people do use them. Shining them at pilots or something. Yeah, I think they so. Are, they are dangerous if they catch them. Anyway, then maybe that's why. I'm very safe with my laser pointer. It's purely pointed at pictures on the screen. <laughs> I think the takeaway from that is don't use laser pointers when you've got a fridge on a Virgin Airline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right, so we're running out of time here, but what else have we got? We've Highlight got points. Be aspirational and inspirational. Mm. Mm. Go to a, a, a website that's just selling garden furniture. Yep. Um, have pictures of the garden furniture mm -hmm. in this situation. Absolutely. It's the same for anything. If you're buying a Sort of showing the benefit as opposed to yeah, selling the benefit rather than the product. Do you know what? I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of a, of a white background product photo, so you yeah. can see. But if I'm buying garden furniture, I don't really care for it on a white background because it means nothing to me. Absolutely. If it's on a nice patio in a nice garden, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, that's the life I want. Yeah. 
mm. you'd be an and aspiration. That's, that's your, yeah. That's your aspiration. And if that and the photo, as well. and if another photo has it at night time mm. with a nice sort of maybe some some up lighting or some string lighting yeah. around, I'm thinking that looks nice. Oh yeah. Oh, hang on. It says here complete the look. Add to cart with the lighting as well. Nice. Ooh, maybe well, I will. Well, I mean, yeah. a number of the things we talked there about. There we go, everyone. But, but particularly, you know, just bringing that, that just that, a number of things we've mentioned, but particularly that, you know, it's just a reflection of good marketing, mm. right? And it's sometimes, you sometimes get the impression that because it's online, it's different somehow, but it's not at all. <laughs> there are fundamental principles. We're saying there are fundamental principles about how to sell stuff. There are fundamental principles about how to develop your brand, market yourself, how to have, develop a strategy that makes you successful and unique in your marketplace. And we incorporate that in just about everything we do because it's so important. If you want a really successful site, a lot of this stuff you need to think about when you're designing it and build it. And I think that's what sets us apart from some of our competitors. We do this just every day mm. um, as part of what we do. And uh, it's, it's, it's very powerful stuff if you get it right. Yeah, I think um, as well, like coming, it's easy to sort of hear these things and go through these things. But you need someone else to look at your site and realise where you're going wrong. A fresh take. Yeah, fresh eyes. Like I looked at the site recently, and uh, half their products are sort of chemicals, mm. uh, which couldn't be posted. They can't be delivered. But you could go through and buy them, and there was a tiny little bit of text saying, uh, "By the way, sort of, we can't deliver this." What do you do? Go and get it. But it wasn't explained. Oh. So I, I had no idea. You could buy it, and then you'd be sat there waiting, going, where is it? And you'd phone them and go, well, we can't send it. And that's something that they're now looking at, and their site's going to be improved a hundredfold in the coming weeks. Well, I, mean, imagine that I mean, I think we discuss it here quite a lot, really, because we look at a lot of sites. Is If you're doing it, it's your business. You know, you, you kind of understand everything, but it's quite different when you're trying to sell something. When, they, when, when the, the customer wants a benefit of a product, doesn't necessarily want to understand or understand anything about the thing you're selling. Yeah, it's, but it's difficult to notice yourself. Um, and in the case of these guys, they do well. They're, they're doing well. They've got their core customer base, but how, how much better could they be doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and with ourselves, I mean, like, like Justin came on board first thing he did, Justin, look at our website, because we're so invested in ourselves, we needed that outside pair of eyes to come in, and and so it's a constantly evolving process for, for us as well as anyone else. Um, and I mean, that's something, what, what you've just brought up there, um, the, what's it called, anti-sales, essentially, is, mm. is the trying to not sell something even though you are selling it, which is exactly what that customer's doing, because you can't yeah. actually have that item shipped to you. That, that kind of... Um, pain point is something that we need to discuss further in another episode yeah um, but all the things surrounding but the barriers yeah the barrier the barriers, barriers of completion yeah yeah no interesting well i mean as you can see just from this conversation there's so many other, much more than just the, the technology of building a website and actually making a successful e-commerce store and i think justin you'll be very helpful to our customers and helping them understand that and actually yes. know, getting some of this best practice put in place i think we might need to do a, a part two of this podcast what do you reckon? I think so. Because there's plenty of plenty more that we can talk about. Mm. Um, but we're out of time today before we start droning on for an hour or so. Mm. So let's do a part two of this. I think that's good. Uh, Justin, welcome to the company. Welcome to Celadec. Um Obviously, if anyone's listening who wants Justin to have a look and have a talk about their store, uh, then give us an email, uh, podcast at uh Follow us on social media and Facebook, etc. And again, get thinking, I want to find the weirdest things for sale uh, on the internet within the realms of good society because mm -hmm. there's, <laughs> there's an awful lot of weird stuff out there that's for sale uh, 
we might not be mentioning some of that. Mm. <laughs> All right, cheers for listening, everyone. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Tim. And thanks, Mark. Yeah, thank uh, you. And we'll be back with, with part two, probably, sometime soon. Mm.